Welcome to the exclusive world premiere of A Midnight Rendezvous, the brand new album from Grammy-nominated pianist, composer, arranger, film, and TV scorer David Benoit. Available this coming Friday, February the 18th, on Shanakee Entertainment. I'm Sandy Shore for SmoothJazz.com Global, and I'm so excited to tell you that this four-decade recording artist and iconic chart-topping musician is here with us to take you track by track on his compelling new album. My guest is considered a founding father of contemporary jazz. I've been playing his music on the radio um, since the collaborative days with the Rippingtons and his uh, one of his early solo albums, This Way Up, so we go way back. A Midnight Rendezvous is inspired by so many things I know he'll tell us about, from jazz to symphonies, comics, films, Broadway shows, and so much more. The album features some firsts, including a few big band tunes with David at the helm of a 12-piece powerhouse ensemble. There is so much to discuss. It's a pleasure now to welcome my guest, David Benoit, to the SmoothJazz.com airwaves. Hi, David. Hey, Sandy. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, indeed. Congratulations to you on another stunning collection of songs. Yeah, well, I thank you. I one of the things that stands out on this record is just having all this COVID time to write. Uh, I, I really got into my writing on this album, so this was really fun to ha- have that time. Usually, I, I'm just writing the day before we go to the studio, so this was like months <laughs> of being able to really come up with some what I think is some really strong material. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it. It's like the world stopped for us all for just a bit. It really did. It's exactly right. I've, I have never, or, and of course, none of us have ever experienced anything like that. I mean, I remember we couldn't even walk into a park. If you, it's so easy to forget how, how severe it was. Uh, and, and there was just nothing to do, but you know, be at home. <laughs> I know. And, you know, we we were just chatting uh, a second ago before we went live here about uh, the last time we saw each other was at the Jazz Weekender in Carmel in 2020, February of 2020. And that was uh, one of your last live performances for you and all of the artists that appeared there. Yeah, it actually was my last live performance. Hmm. Uh, officially, uh, before the pandemic hit. I, that's why I remember it so clearly. I remember seeing uh, Nathan there and having so much fun and thinking, oh, I'll be looking forward to doing more stuff like this. And then, you know, yeah, that was it. And, you know, we think about this all the time that by the skin of our teeth, we all just sort of got through that unaware what was coming around the corner for us all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we had no idea. It felt like at one point, like maybe this was going to go on forever. Uh, we, there, there just was no end in sight. It was the strangest experience uh, to, to, to live through that. Definitely. And, you know, I listened to the album and um, it, it was such a pleasurable listening experience. And I know we're going to get to that in just a bit here on smoothjazz.com. So uh, that's coming for you, all, all 10 tracks. But I want to say that the pandemic certainly giving you this time has created such a great um, collection for you. It sounds to me as a, a listener that you were really leaning into this and there's tremendous variety and depth. And I just absolutely love it. Wow. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sandy. That that means a lot. And uh, of course, as an artist, uh, you know, we love our work. And I, I, I think it's one of the strongest 
records I've done in many, many years, but it's hard to say. You would get close to it. And then, you know, I, I, I hmm, is it, I, I think it is. But um, when I hear it from someone that I respect like you, it really makes me feel good. I say, mm, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, we're on the right track here. I love that you tried so many things and have so much uh, so much going on in a way like there's some fun things happening here uh, <laughs> on, on a midnight rendezvous. I mean, you've teamed up with label mates Jeff Lorber and Eric Marienthal for one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and I know you've you uh, collaborated on uh, a song or, or two with with Jeff and that brings a lot of interesting texture to it. And then there's the the covers, a couple of very uh cool. I like to, I kind of think you reverse engineer things, you know, musically. <laughs> and you, you tackled a, a, a Dave Cause tune, the wonderful Dave Cause track, mm-hmm. and then yep. uh, a Marin Morris tune, a very contemporary tune. Yes. Well, the uh, Marin Morris tune was brought to me by my manager, Bud Harner, and he just felt like it had a vibe, like it was something that I could do. And I heard it and went, yeah, I think I could do something with this. And I, I'm always up for a challenge, uh, whether it's big band or writing uh, symphony music or, or covering pop tunes. I, I just like to do the full spectrum of music and, and uh, really happy that Shaniki was you know, nice enough to let me do it. We have to give Bud um, a big uh, you know prop there for this one because he also brought you Portugal the Man on your last record. He, he did. He loves, do, he loves finding these really interesting tunes that he think would be good for me. So he's been really great about that. Yeah. And what's cool about that is, you know, these are like really contemporary pop tunes, you know, that maybe wouldn't be necessarily in your wheelhouse when they get tossed over to you. I just love what you do to them. I really do. Yeah, it, I think that's why Bud likes to do that. Uh, you know, the, the, maybe the, the cause tune might be more closer to, to my own writing style. And I've, I've always thought that tune was real pretty. And I thought maybe I could do something different with it. It was kind of like if imagine if Dave Grusin uh, would approach that tune. And so I try to think of that. Um, but getting back to the Marin Morrison tune. Yeah, it, it's always challenging to, to cover vocal music as a pianist. Like, well, how do I make it work? So it took quite a while to try to find the melody that would that would work on the piano and then i i added the b3 and had that little Rhodes motif and then it all kind of came together really cool yeah and and what you did with the cause tune as well is spectacular i mean you have a knack for melody anyway and mm-hmm. with dave's song that, that is a gorgeous melody i i love what you did and um i know we're gonna i could talk to you about it forever but i really <laughs> want everyone to hear too um but before we begin you know playing the entire project all the way through here let's kind of touch on this uh this threesome that you had going on with the big band thing the, the last three <laughs> tracks are just outrageous and i I need to know how much fun that was for you. I, I, and was it live? Yes. Well, what we did was, um, and to digress a bit, I was actually doing an artist in residency a couple of years, right before the pandemic, in fact, and I was looking for something different. And this was, I was just doing it for fun. I said, I, I really haven't explored big band writing, so I'm going to do it. I have the time. So I started getting into it. And as I got into it, I thought, this is really cool. And so uh, and then the pandemic hit and then I had more time. So, OK, because big band writing for me is time consuming. It's every note. And I, I'm not an experienced big band writer. So I, I really have to take a lot of time to just go back and forth. And I write something, then go back and well, that sucks. OK, I rewrite it, go back. So it was incredible amount of thought went into it. And so at one point I thought, well, should I do an entire big band record? And then we talked to Bud and. I thought, no, let me let me just see what let, let's see what reaction we get. Let's make a David Benoit record, but 
let's add three tracks that would, I think, surprise a lot of people like, oh, and then, you know, he's into that too. So <laughs> that's what yeah. we decided to do is it, you know, save them for the very end. Here's a little surprise for something you might not have expected. <laughs> oh, and they're just outrageous. I can't wait for people to hear them. I, I was blown away by them. And when you say you're, you write the big band song, why that's a little bit more work or a lot more work is because you literally have to write every single part. Is that right? I do. Yeah. I write every, I develop a score and what's, I guess, a you know, I'm, I'm sort of a self-taught musician, but what's unique about me is that I do all of my own orchestrations and, and most artists will have an arranger or orchestrator kind of, you know, do their music. Uh, and, and I do have big band charts out there that are done by other arrangers, you know, that are published by uh, Hal Leonard, but this time this was my own personal project. So I, I did it all myself and, and uh, a music software and it does take time. Yeah. You write out every single note. And then the, the neat thing about the computer is that um, you can get that instant playback. So if I write something for saxes and it doesn't sound quite right, then I rearrange it. And then I try things until I finally get it to where I'm really happy with it. So I, I got it pretty close in terms of the realization on the computer. But then when we did it live, it was just, it just, the guys just took it to another level. It, it was so, I can't tell you how exciting it was to have those kind of players. So we, we did the big band live, but we did cut the rhythm tracks uh, separately just to take a little pressure off of me to not try to uh, play all the piano parts and conduct the the guys. So so I laid the piano down first and then then I conducted the uh, the big band. Oh, that's smart. That's like the best of both worlds, really. Yeah, it just seemed like it was the, it was the best way to do it. And then the, the nice thing was I had all the big band parts in the computer. So when we were we were tracking it with the bass and drums, we were hearing all the big band anyway. So we were playing as if the big band was playing with us. So it was kind of a little miracle of modern technology that made it kind of work work that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's just so powerful. And uh, I'm, I just can't wait for um, for our audience <laughs> to hear this, too. Uh, I think you're going to get a, um, a huge response. And my guess is we maybe we're going to go there one of these days in the in the future for a full album. It's really fun. I, I think so. And, and maybe in the future, uh, you know, maybe a live performance. We've got David Benoit with us here for the exclusive world premiere of his brand new album, A Midnight Rendezvous. A available Friday, February the 18th. That's this coming Friday uh, worldwide. And you get to hear it here first on smoothjazz.com global. We're very grateful for that, David, to you and Shanaki for allowing this opportunity. And I'd love to have you just uh, just start with the first track. And I know you're an experienced radio presenter, so you know exactly what to do here. <laughs> Thank you. This is the lead off track. It's a track I composed with my good friend Roberto Valley. He brought me this groove and I liked it. And so I came up with uh, a melody and we put it all together. And here it is, a midnight rendezvous on smoothjazz.com.
David Benoit for SmoothJazz.com Global, and you just heard Pioneer Town. That's a tune I wrote with Jeff Lorber. Jeff is a dear friend of mine, and we got together and had a little fun writing that. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Pioneer Town, about a little town out in the desert. And now we have a tune by Marin Morris. This is a uh, pop tune. It was brought to me by my manager, Bud Harner. A very intriguing, haunting tune. I uh, really enjoyed putting this together, uh, adding a Hammond B3 and a uh, Fender Rhodes at the beginning. So here is The Bones on smoothjazz.com global. David Benoit for smoothjazz.com global. You just heard a tune I wrote called Floating. That's from my new album, A Midnight Rendezvous. It's a piece I wrote just thinking about floating along the ocean. That was written during the uh, pandemic, featuring a nice trio with uh, Roberto Valli on bass and Dan Schnell on drums. We continue now with another composition by Roberto Valli and yours truly. This is Long Journey Home on smoothjazz.com global. for smoothjazz.com global and you heard at home and that was actually one of the first tunes i wrote at the beginning of the pandemic and it was a little bit of a frustrating tune because it was right at the beginning where i couldn't tour and really wasn't much to do uh we really couldn't even leave leave the house so i was uh stuck with the piano and and a pencil and and so that's what i came up with it's called at home from the brand new album a midnight Rendezvous. And you're listening to David Benoit, who is with us right now for this exclusive world premiere on smoothjazz.com. And it's called A Midnight Rendezvous. 
coming out, David, Friday, February 18th. That's this coming Friday. All right. It's pretty exciting. It certainly is. Uh, I'm very, very excited about it and uh, excited that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that Shanaki uh, let me uh, have a chance to make another album, album number 40. In fact, that, that was the original working title, album 40. And they said, let's come up with a title. So we <laughs> we came up with the Midnight Rendezvous. I think it's a nice evocative title, but yes, it is uh, the, my 40th uh, commercial record. That is just overwhelming to me. And I, it's because, you know, I just don't, I just can't believe that much time has passed. You know what I mean? It just seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the day I entered the studio in 1977, to record my first album, I was uh, uh, 23 years old, and I, I joke with some of my music students that are in their 20s, and they're they're bragging about whatever they're doing. I say, "Dude, <laughs> I already made my first album when I was 23." <laughs> it's it's really something how how time flies, you know. I know. I just got I I got lucky. I got started young, and that was back in the day when they were looking for artists. I mean, there I didn't ever submit a demo or anything. I, I was just uh, doing a record date for the record company and they, they liked the way I played and they were looking for an artist and they just you know, handed me a record deal. <laughs> was, I was just starting radio back then and I found my way uh, to your music over and over again, you know, through my career, just, you know, it just, there was another David Benoit record and then you were with the Rippingtons and Russ Freeman and Emily Remler and it's wonderful. And I feel like at this time, you know, when you're on your 40th, you're still youthful and vibrant and energetic. And so uh, now with with that track record behind you, I imagine it, it really must feel like a, a great sense of accomplishment when you set out to do something like this. It, it is. And it, I just feel so fortunate to continue to be able to make records and I'm, I'm still in good health and active and, and at my age of 68. And so, and, and I see more and more uh, the, the way the industry is, as so many of uh, my friends are, are making great records and, and very, very active well into their 60s and 70s. And it's, it's just really uh, exciting for me. Definitely. You keep yourself very busy and you have a lot of diverse things going on. I mean, you're, you're on the radio in Los Angeles. Um, you're, an, you're an avid reader. You know, and you you have a lot of hobbies and interests. You have a family, so I do think that helps um, contribute to you know to your um, youthfulness as well as your creativity. It's very sparking, I imagine. Yeah, I think so. I I, I love to read. Uh, I've been re- reading essays by Joan Didion recently. Kind of interesting, some of the essays she wrote back in the '60s, and uh, that helps me to, to just. Uh, be able to write about different subjects and keep uh, interested in what's going on. And, and, and then of course I have my, my youth orchestra, uh, which I run and we uh, do everything from Gershwin to, uh, well, we do some of my stuff and movie soundtracks and Mozart. And so I've been having a lot of fun with that as well. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait for those essays to influence a song or two coming out. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either that or the cat that we lost last year, that might produce a song too. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm yeah. sure. Oh no, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Wow, I hate that. I hate to hear that. I want to let everyone know that uh, we are right in the middle of a midnight rendezvous. And uh, as you're listening now on smoothjazz.com, you can certainly pre-order it. It's really easy these days, or you can save it at your favorite streaming platform just by clicking on it right there on uh, the mobile app or on the website. David, you're doing an incredible job. I can hear your radio skills coming through loud and clear. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you free again and let you introduce the next song. This is David Benoit. And coming up now is a tune actually written by my friend Dave Cause. And 
was a tune that I used to kind of noodle on during uh, sound checks when I was out with Dave and I always thought it was a tune I could maybe add a little something to. So here is You Make Me Smile on smoothjazz.com global. David Benoit, and you just heard Generations. This is the first in a trio of big band compositions. Uh, this is a love of mine, uh, writing for big band, something I've always wanted to do. And uh, Shanaki gave me that, uh, that opportunity to add three big band tracks. So in, in the set of three, it begins with Generations, uh, the piece you just heard. Uh, Generations kind of a tribute, a subtle tribute to Dave Brubeck in the times that. Uh, I was lucky enough to perform with Dave and, and, and the young man named Taylor Eichstey. The three of us played and we were of different generations. Maybe Dave was a little bit older than me and Taylor a little younger and I was right in the middle. But anyway, that's Generations. And here now is a song uh, I recorded way back in 1989, a title track from my album Waiting for Spring, now reimagined as a big band. Right now on smoothjazz.com global. David Benoit for smoothjazz.com. You just heard Cabin Fever. That's another song that appeared originally from my album Waiting for Spring back in 1989. It's kind of a barn burner and somebody that heard it, uh, one of my buddies heard it and said, that sounds like that's the one o'clock lab band. (laughs) It was kind of the idea, that tune. I I just said, you know, throw caution to the wind. I'm going to write something that's really 
going to be a swinging big band. I had so much fun. And in fact, uh, when I sent the demo to uh, Danny Weiss at Shaunaki, he, he kind of like, what is this? <laughs> I said, don't worry. When you hear the real thing, you're going to love it. So he, he was happy with it. But I think he was he, he just was so taken aback because it was so different than anything I've ever done. So uh, I'm glad that he uh, trusted my judgment enough to uh, let me close the album with this song because uh you know it's one of those you know it just leaves you feeling happy i don't know i i i hear it and then it's just like wow <laughs> we had so much fun recording it and it's a tough piece so uh we had to get the real uh, a team to be able to really uh play it the way they did so oh man it's something it's something it's it's like a mic drop right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we, and like i said uh, it almost didn't make the record uh because as i said danny weiss wasn't sure about it you know he said well this is pretty far away from smooth jazz you know <laughs> but i said Trust me, once we, and, and, and Bud too, Bud was very supportive. He said, no, Danny will be fine with it once he hears the real thing. And, and sure enough, uh, he did and, and was, was, was fine. But when we recorded it, we were like, well, I, I think it's going to go on the record. So I'm, I'm so happy that it all worked out and that that was, uh, or that is the uh, closing tune on the album. Oh yeah. And uh, speaking on behalf of everyone listening, we're all glad that they all, they went for it. <laughs> That's super fun. That's super fun. So who was on the A team on, in your big band? I think people would like to know. Yeah, we had Eric Marienthal playing lead alto. And Eric is probably one of the most underrated players in the world. He may be the best jazz alto player on the planet. I mean, you know, Eric is uh, unbelievable. And, and every musician that knows, he's a musician's musician, as you know. And you've worked, mm-hmm. I know you've had Eric, and he's a friend of this station as well. And, and just yes. a super. Yes, he's amazing. Superb musician. I can't even begin to tell you. And he put the band together. So a lot of players from um, from Gordon Goodwin's uh, Big Fat Band, um, including Gordon okay. himself, is playing lead tenor there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we have Gordon on there and uh, Wayne Bergeron, uh, the uh, lead trumpet for the, you know, he's playing with the L.A. Phil and does every all the John Williams studio dates. Uh, the, uh, Wayne Bergeron and Dan Fernero is sitting next to him. And then we have... Um, and I, I was just off the top of my head. Um, uh, Francisco Torres playing lead trombone, another tremendous jazz player. And just uh, all, all these guys, just terrific uh, that all play in Los Angeles. And a lot of them, as I said, with Gordon Goodwin's big fat band. So we were just so lucky to get this crew of great players. Oh, yeah, they killed it. And those last three right there, what a nice way to just kind of leave this uh, this project on a high note. But yeah. honestly, from beginning to end, David, there's just something so compelling about the project in that, you know, it, there's a lot of diversity, but there's still a lot of cohesiveness to this. And I really, as a listener, I found it very satisfying. I just loved it. Thank you. Oh, wow, Sandy. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. We're just so grateful, too. You were able to make time to share it with us here, to share it globally to the smoothjazz.com audience. And thanks so much to Shanaki. I want to remind folks again that the project is due out Friday, February the 18th on all of your favorite platforms, whether you want to buy the physical copy or stream it, anything you'd like, it's available coming up Friday. David, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. I'm imagining that you're going to start getting busier as things get healthier around the planet. Yes, uh, I certainly hope so. And, and uh, right now, I'm just happy to be working on, um, in fact, one project I'll mention quickly is I'm, I'm uh, doing all of the Vince Guaraldi material, but arranged arranged for a full symphony orchestra. 
And we're going to debut all that material up in Santa Rosa on, I, I believe it's October 10th with the Santa Rosa Symphony Orchestra. So I'm getting all that ready. So that's been another little nice side project uh, I've been having fun with. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm going to put that on my calendar. Um, we can find you uh, on social media and you're also on online and your website. Can you give that out for the folks listening? Yeah, the website is uh, is davidbenoitmusic.com. Easy to remember. It just, just so uh, there are other kind of bogus websites that people start here and there. So that's the official one. Make sure it's davidbenoitmusic.com. That is the official site that we sanction because, you know, there's all that other stuff out there. So and then... Um, I have an Instagram fan site, uh, the official David Benoit Instagram, and then David Benoit Music uh, Facebook. So those are the uh, social media outlets. And then you're on the radio in the morning in Los Angeles. Yeah, I uh, every uh, Monday through Saturday uh, from uh, 8 to 11, Monday through Friday, and then my Jazz in the 88 show is 10 to 12 on Saturday. I even have a an, an online show now I've been doing for the last few months on Kay Mozart of classical music. So that's a uh, that's on Sundays at twelve noon at kmozart.com. So that's great, man. I love I love that you're keeping so busy and your speaking voice is just fabulous. I love how you sound. <laughs> oh, Sandy, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so great to catch up with you, David. Please stay in touch and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you out there in person again soon. Congratulations, honestly, from my heart. It's such a wonderful project. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thanks. And thanks for, for doing this interview. It's a really great way to start the record. And I so appreciate you doing this, Sandy. Thank you. For SmoothJazz.com Global Radio, I'm Sandy Shore. Thank you so much for listening.